Welcome to the Digital Profits Podcast, where you'll learn how to grow your business faster using paid traffic and SEO. Each episode will feature a breakdown of digital marketing trends and answers to your burning questions that will provide actionable takeaways to make your marketing better. So join us, Ben Page, Ray Sawbell, and Blake John, as we guide you on your journey to higher profits. Remember to join the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com and get ready to profit in three, two, one. Welcome to our very first episode and welcome to 2023. We're so excited to be doing the show this year. And our hope is that we can make each and every episode super valuable for you, our listeners, and actionable as well. So today we want to talk about something that's been a hot industry trend. And we want to bring that spirit of making it useful, helping you get kind of an insider take on it and help you multiply the impact of your digital marketing this year. And what I'm talking about is AI. So it's been a growing trend for a number of years. However, there have been some big headlines, right, guys, in in Q4 of 2022. We had such headlines as Jasper raising a $125 million Series A round in October at, I believe, a $1.5 billion valuation. We had the ChatGPT public release on November 30th, 2022. That was according to a Forbes article. And we have uh, a ton of other functional tools for different use cases emerging seemingly every week. There's a new release. So we have things like Stable Diffusion and many others. So I think the question for us as digital marketers, as we are looking forward into this year and our business goals, an uncertain you know, climate is how can we make the best use of this, of AI generally, and some of these kind of use case specific tools in 2023. So I think on the highest level, we need to think about AI and its impact on the business itself. And so my take personally is that AI is going to live at the strategy level. So it's going to live at the organization or the business unit level. It's going to impact entire departments, entire teams, entire industries. So we need to think through how will AI impact humans, processes, and KPIs? I mean, big picture guys, 2023, before we deep dive into our two main disciplines of SEO and paid traffic, big picture, how do you guys think AI fits into digital marketing strategy this year? Yep. Yeah. Great question. But I mean, AI has been around for quite a while when I think about Google ads specifically. So AI has been around for smart bidding and different tools throughout PPC for a long time. But the biggest thing that I'm seeing is power testing across the board, specifically for ad copy. It's been really interesting to see how fast the robots can generate so much content on a daily basis. So it's been really cool to see just the pure power behind AI because humans just can't produce content that fast. Yeah, Blake, I mean, big picture. How does AI fit into digital strategy? Yeah, I think AI has kind of taken a hold of digital marketing as 
in general and has had a big impact on really workflow overall and scalability. That's where we're seeing the biggest impacts to our teams and our processes. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that, Ray, like you mentioned, an acceleration of testing. You know, that's true in in paid, certainly, but that's true almost at all levels of scale in a marketing team, right? It will accelerate our ability to test ad copy, landing pages, even new channels. You know, that's one thing I think is if you consider how you can use this, like if you discount the threat and the potential risks of AI, and you think instead about how can I use this for me, you know, or how can I make this work for me or for my team, for my business, for my goals, things like bring entire new channels online that previously were unattainable because you didn't have enough hours or resources or copywriting or content capability to scale to add on Pinterest, add on programmatic or add on like even just email, you know, for instance. So, so I think the infusing human talent with AI tools is a a net gainer. It will improve productivity if done well. Yep. That's the key thing too, because it's purely garbage in, garbage out. Because if you're giving bad input to the AI, you're going to get bad output. So it's truly as good as the information that you're giving it. And like my human brain just can't produce as much content as ChatGPT or Jasper can quickly. So the power of using one of those tools to generate ad copy, creative concepting, there's so many different capabilities for these tools. It just becomes, I I don't want to say limitless, but there's so much more you can do with these tools. Yeah, that's a great point. It increases in power and value with improvements in the query. In other words, you know, the quality of the question that you ask a chat tool like chat GPT, you know, which is based on GPT-3, um, is sort of like proportional to, to the output. And for me, how I'm thinking about it is one of the greatest risks to knowledge workers, I think, is, or just thinkers in general, right? As human beings, it's like the, this cognitive bias or the idea that we don't know what we don't know. I think using a tool that has been trained on a vast corpus and vast variety of texts and inputs like ChatGPT can help to de-risk our thinking and our decision-making because it can help to expose faster and more effectively the things we don't know that maybe we don't know we don't know. How afraid should we be of these tools as digital marketers? Like, are they going to come for our jobs? Are they going to take them? Well, Ray, I mean, I think, you know, in particular, you know, and I know as, you know, more paid traffic practitioners that if we distinguish a little bit between machine learning type algorithms and AI tools like ChatGPT, you know, that are trained on different data sets and they have different, they're engineered to optimize for different outputs, different outcomes in general ML, machine learning, and things like Google's AI have impacted our work significantly since 2015, 2016, 2017, somewhere in the era when smart bidding really started leveling up. Yep. Target return on ad spend or target CPA as soon as Google started introducing the robots to our bidding. Exactly. And that eliminated a lot of manual bid adjustments at scale. 
And so there was a real and practical time savings with that development. And it's continued to advance from there. So it went from the purely quant, and then it started getting into the case of Google ads, right? Like targeting, smart campaigns, smart display, smart shopping. Yep. It's doing advanced modeling in addition to the bidding. So that happened. And then it's, you know, infused kind of the targeting side. And now <clears throat> sort of parallel path to these tools like open AIs, you know, Google certainly has its own AI tools that are language trained sort of models. And so they're providing recommendations for ad copy right in the Google ads platform. In some cases, these recommendations can outpour, outperform human driven yep. copy. Blake, I think when you think about these tools and this technology, how have you seen it already, you know, to this point, change your work as an SEO? Yeah, absolutely. I think, Ray, you kind of talked about it a bit when you mentioned inputs. And I think as an ideation tool, chat GPT and, and AI writing tools can really level up your content and really re level up your entire, like, marketing world, basically, right? Like you can bring in so much more information and so much more knowledge than you would ever been able to without yep. this tool because you're limited to what you know. And specifically, I think ideation and content generation, but also there are things that, as you talked about, Ben, with, with new tools and getting on new platforms, like you can just, w with a well-crafted prompt, you can create something that kind of answers questions that you have and it has the end output in mind as well right like it's kind of bringing you to that end game with without requiring an additional like team member right to kind of create that process or to complete the process so it can answer and solve a lot of problems for you yeah and to add on to that too it's really like you can truly 10x your output in some instances like if you know what you're doing with some of these tools you can truly 10x a lot of your current workflows, which is just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And back to your question, Ray, you're asking about, you know, is there a risk to knowledge workers? I think absolutely, right? This is like the tools are only going to get better in, in terms of quality of their output and their training set will expand, their ability to optimize will improve. And I think we'll see this year in particular, we're going to see a few things. We're going to see the proliferation of specific use case tools, right? So we've got already tools to generate. It's AI-generated music. It's AI-generated branding, AI chat, AI... Art. Art. Can't forget about the art. Correct. I mean, we're going to see more use cases developed in that I think we're going to see the larger companies acquiring smaller ones, like we've seen Jasper do, right? Acquiring the extension, adding in chat, having integrations into SEO tools. So we're going to have that, you know, just saw the release of you.com. So, you know, in general, it's like we're looking at <clears throat> broadly things, models like GPT-3 on a base level, and then we're seeing commercial development stack on top of these AIs in essence, and then, you know, developed and launched to market. So thinking about risks, I think, yes, they're like broad spectrum. Yes, there's a risk. I think we've already seen on the quant side, a lot of that realize there's still a lot of untread ground. The question is, I think, you know, the creative side, you know, the human element, the creative side, Blake, you're going to touch on this mm -hmm. as far as CO. Shortly, I think focusing on creative and strategy is still where knowledge workers can excel and sort of 
future-proof themselves in light of AI. Yep. I'll just add that a lot, there is a lot of fear for some people when we're when you're talking about AI, right? Like they're scared it's going to come for their job and they're not going to be able to, um, I don't know, challenge the outputs that AI can produce. I think, as you mentioned, though, to future-proof sort of yourself, like adapt your workflow to include AI because it's only going to make you better. It's only going to improve your outputs. It's only going to in, in like scale your workflow. So, you know, it's easy to kind of be a little scared and it's a, they're new tools. And especially in the last, really like the last three or four months, it's kind of taken a gigantic leap to like all forms of life sort of, right? Like we're hearing about ChatGPT and Jasper and so many other tools everywhere all the time. A lot of people are reluctant to take it in, but I think now is a time to start to learn these tools, understand how they work and weave them into your current process to really just future-proof yourself as like whether it's an employee or a business or whatever it is because then you can scale and compete against other brands other like whatever the case may be yeah it's so interesting when i think about this it's somewhat unprecedented like i think this is at the scale of you know the development of the production line and the you know factory assembly like paradigm with ford in the in the early days it's kind of like on that level like industrial post-industrial revolution era advancement so are changing right when this is true at least for me i think on the topic of how do we future-proof ourselves as digital marketers it's like all right focus on principles focus on what's unchanging focus on the human element and focus on meta thinking and meta learning which is a little bit weird i think but when i think about reskilling like how would you guys think about reskilling yourselves as digital marketers to better make AI your ally. And then I'll add, you know, my thought on this topic. Sure. Thinking more meta is really the way to go about it, right? Like you have to zoom out and think about where you can put AI, like where you can drop AI in your process to make you more efficient, essentially. For me, like on the SEO side, one really extremely helpful way is just like outlines. Like if we're working on a a specific blog topic or something like that, we can ask ChatGPT or Jasper AI, say, hey, write an outline on this topic and it'll just produce within seconds, right? Like within seconds, a really strong outline that you can lean on. Some of it you might use, some of it you might throw away if you don't think it's valuable or relevant or whatever it might be, but it really takes you one step closer to kind of completing this job or this task in literally seconds, whereas before that would have taken you, like as an individual contributor, 30 minutes, 60 minutes or something like that, right? Like we're skipping so much time, we're being so much more efficient. Like I think you nailed it. The key thing for me is your role turns more into like a pilot where you're becoming more of like an editor. Like how do you steer the ship as best as you can? Because it kind of goes back to one of our previous points, garbage in, garbage out. It's only going to give you data that you tell it to give you. So you have to kind of go through and parse through everything that the AI is giving you to determine one, is that accurate? And two, does it make sense for whatever task you're doing? So if I'm if I'm asking it to write me ad copy for a client who does HVAC and it writes me a bunch of garbage that doesn't make sense, and I write that into ad copy, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to be good for me, for the client. You need to truly go through, edit everything to make sure that it makes sense for you and for whatever business case that, that, that you're doing. So for me, I think workflow-wise, you need to 
take a step back and say, like you're saying, Blake, how does how do these tools plug into what you're doing? And then how do you steer these tools as best as possible? Yeah, that's a great point on the process side. And how do you kind of infuse this? You know, at the meta level, it's to borrow an idea from high output management, Andy Grove of Intel's book, you need to kind of look at the the black box or the process that at a meta level that you operate within for performing SEO, performing paid, and then think about what are the breakpoints where you could infuse this tool into your process, and then how would you become both a generator and an editor of the input and output. But back on the how do we train ourselves as marketers No, to use this, I think we need to develop or intentionally, deliberately develop certain skills that maybe we didn't think about before. And I should say certain meta skills. For instance, like if you focus on learning how to learn, you can greatly accelerate the time to acquire a new skill. Here, I think a huge amount of the quality of the output of a tool like ChatGPT is based on the question presented to the bot. Therefore, the meta skill is learning how to ask great questions. I think that will become extremely important and it will set apart an average operator. I'm going to call this human an operator in this case, right? We're all going to become operators of these tools as marketers. It will set apart an average operator from an excellent operator. And I'll give one example, big picture thinking, because again, this is kind of a practical way so we've been talking at the tactics level, right? And we'll expand upon that further to help the audience bring this to life, you know, their process for paid traffic for SEO, but bigger picture like strategy. And on that theme of helping us kind of think about things that we wouldn't have otherwise thought about, one exercise that I've been doing, and this is borrowed from, may have been Tim Ferriss or an interview that Tim Ferriss did at one point, this, or maybe it was from one of his books, the concept of a simulated board of directors. So here's an example of how we can use ChatGPT at a strategic level to do things like business planning, strategy development, and so on, and to make us more competitive as digital marketers. So, so simulated board of directors. So Ray and Blake, I know this is totally on the spot. If you could talk to anyone alive or dead a business person, a thinker, a philosopher, an SEO expert, a digital marketer, keeping in mind that, for instance, ChatGPT is trained through a large corpus of material up until the point of around 2021, I believe, at present, at time of recording. So maybe name a few names. Who are one or two people that come to mind that you would love to sit down for 15 minutes and you think it would be extremely powerful to get their advice? One person that comes to my mind right away is John Mueller, because he is basically the spokesperson for Google search, right, to the community and to hear his perspective on, I feel like in, in a lot of scenarios, he's when he's talking to community members and hearing from other SEOs and answering questions, he's very surface level, but a one-on-one -on -one conversation, you could probably do a little digging and really get his inside perspective. And I'd like to really understand Google's take right? Because he's sort of the only person we have to try to understand like 
Google and really what I'm talking about, Google bot, like getting Google bots thoughts on this because he's so close to it. Hearing him, what, what their approach has been. And because a lot of the questions that people have are, will this work? Like, well, can we, can I rank with AI written content or like how far can this really take me? Yeah. And I would love to hear, basically ask that question to John Mueller and get to see what they're doing about AI written content and whether they're fighting it, whether they're allowing it or what their approach is. Ray, what about for yourself? And it could be someone outside of the discipline as well. That's honestly where my brain was going to. Like, (laughs) how does the Google algorithm work or how does Google how do we rank on Google? How does the search engine work? Is kind of where my brain was going. Yeah. You can ask this sort of strategic question on the thought of simulated board of directors. I'll share one exercise I've been experimenting with lately at the business strategy level. So I've given instructions to ChatGPT to simulate a group discussion among five or six business leaders, entrepreneurs, strategic thinkers around a topic of my choosing. And ChatGPT is capable of generating a transcript of such a discussion. And you can iterate on it, right? So it gets it generates the first round of output. And you can ask follow-up questions. You can ask it to clarify or become more specific and drill down into certain topics, subtopics. So like I said earlier, the skill of learning how to ask better questions is one of the core meta skills I think we'll need to develop. The other one is thinking about which questions to ask. It's almost like that creativity angle, because to me, the most kind of beautiful use case of this tool at present is related to opening our minds. It's related to what if the true value, the true unlock is in asking a question or getting some sort of creative output that we never thought was even possible before? And so with that idea of having, like, imagine, Blake, if you took your example and you had John Mueller and you threw out four or five other industry OGs, you know, SEOs, or you wanted to get a, someone who was just an excellent thinker or philosopher or Benjamin Franklin or some innovator, you know, or someone from outside of the industry because of their mental models and their principles. And you wanted to get their take on a certain topic, even if it was specific in nature, you can do things like that. Simulate a group discussion by John Mueller and Ray Dalio. Yeah. And like all their thinkers and influencers, whatever, right. On the topic of how can SEOs best utilize artificial intelligence to multiply their productivity, you know, things like that. It's really interesting. I've never really thought about it. And from that lens, and I haven't experimented with these tools in that way. I know what I'm doing right after this. Yeah, right. No (laughs) kidding. But it's a really interesting idea and a really interesting thought. My one concern, I guess, with that is these tools only have only, they can only produce outputs based on the information and the data that they've learned from. So actually, so a guy like John Mueller, who's been on the internet, right, a ton, and he's shared his perspectives a lot, You like theoretically, ChatGPT could actually have a really well-represented perspective, like a simulated perspective of John Mueller, right? Or someone who's maybe, some, maybe an author who's written multiple books, right? Because 
ChatGPT, these AI tools can actually learn on that written material, especially yeah, like, nonfiction books. Like, has Benjamin Franklin been online before? Because he wasn't on <laughs> yeah. yet? Yeah. MySpace account, maybe? Well, thinking about the breadth of types of content, yeah. right? That specifically ChatGPT or GPT-3 has been trained upon. I, th- I think we'll see the development of more, like I was saying earlier, those commercial tools stacking on top where maybe they'll do additional training or additional input because this is one of the principal risks, right? So there's like the the time limitation. So, hey, it's been trained up until the point of 2021. There's the type of content limitation. I think one of the potential drawbacks are like where we still need humans, where humans are still proofed, to use the term we've been using, is in, in deep technical knowledge and synthesis and strategy. Now, I'm sort of taking away things like writing code, right? Because we're already seeing, like I've output Google Ads scripts yep. with ChatGPT with like 70% accuracy, which is mind boggling. And that's only going to improve with time. But what I mean is, yeah, either areas where there's less representation of that subject matter in terms of like technical breadth or depth or variety, but then also that human element of it's almost like comparative analysis, or I think of humans as sort of having algorithms in our brains, right? Like a doctor has a human doctor brain algorithm, and they're presented with a patient with certain signs and symptoms, and they run it through their experience algorithm, and they output a diagnosis and a treatment in in essence, right? And we do the same thing in our respective crafts. So this is one area where present state, I think things like ChatGPT might be somewhat limited is when we get into the deep technical workings. And that's why, to me, I'm most excited by the use case I shared earlier, that simulated board of directors. I've spent most of my time querying ChatGPT on topics and questions like that, matters of strategy, matters of exposing where my thinking is weak, and thinking about practical improvements to my life my work, my mindset, and so on. So kind of an unexpected use case, perhaps, but one that I think could be really cool to all. Let's turn to specifically tactics now, infusing AI into SEO, into PPC. Guys, what are some of the key ways that the audience can use? We'll stick on the theme of ChatGPT to multiply their productivity or quality of output this year. So let's start with, Ray, let's start with paid traffic. The first thing to point out is as of January 6th, so today, ChatGPT is in a free research preview. Now there's a chance that it may be out of research preview by the time you're listening to this. But if you do have an AI tool, some of the things that we've hinted at already is 10xing the output of your ad concepts or ad creative ideas. So I can go into ChatGPT or Jasper AI today and say... Concept 10 creative ideas for an HVAC company that runs a special for $99 furnace installations or something like that along those lines. And you can get that specific with a tool and chat GPT will output 10 different ideas for you from an ad copy standpoint. You can have it write headlines, descriptions, or even backing up, you can have it write concepts for you as well. So if you want to come at it from a sales standpoint or get this offer while it's hot type of thing, you can direct the tool to do that for you. So the biggest way that I'm seeing it today is purely for ad creative and power testing that and kind of building that into your process. So a a key takeaway for the audience would be to jump into one of these tools, 
have it write 10 to 20 headlines for your business or your client or 10 to 20 descriptions. And you can even go further and have it write things like ad extensions or different pieces for your paid strategy. So that's what I see the biggest takeaway today for marketers and PPC specifically is just 10xing your output when it comes to ad copy. Okay, so it's primarily this year, at least as far as we can see in front of us, test using the tool to multiply your creative output. We know that at scale, if you have an account of any size, one of the greatest challenges we see time and again is turning over ad tests in a timely manner. And we don't want, I don't want ads to just die in the vine, so to speak, where if they're accruing tens of thousands of impressions, a winner could be declared or top assets in a responsive search ad are already proven winners. And yet we have losers continuing to run alongside them. So with the right process, these tools can help you speed up your feedback loop with ad testing. And to add on what you said, Ray, I think one cool exercise is to sort of modify your query to the tool to say with this tone, with this style, in this voice, or have right five headlines for HVAC company in the style of David Ogilvy or something like that, right? You can do these kinds of things to, again, generate novel outputs and concepts and hooks. And a key strategy there too, if you already have history in your account today, you take some of your top performers, you can give ChatGBT or Jasper some of these top performers and say, spin off 10 iterations of blah, 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 ad copy. So you can give it ad copy in your account today and say, these are the winners. Give me spin off 10 different iterations of this ad copy. Yeah. And we've already seen cases. I'm thinking of one notable tour and activity company, Ray, where we had a long ad history in the account. And actually it was in 2021, I believe, that I generated headlines using AI. It's probably a beta of one of the popular commercial tools in 2021. And these headlines outperformed both my historic bests in terms of click-through rate, conversion rate, and they also outperformed copy produced by an expert human copywriter. In your face, expert human copywriter. Well, that was one of the first (laughs) times that I was really turned on to the potential of the tools, right? So... I mean, Blake, what about on the SEO side, 2023 tactics level, how do audience members use this to level up? Yeah, I think it's really, it's a lot of the same from the, from the paid side. It's about ideation. It's about headlines and it's about bringing just new, like like specifically content topics that maybe you weren't aware of or ways to approach those topics. We're in the beginning of the year. A lot of people are thinking about like, what's my content strategy? for 2023, right? Well, ChatGPT can probably answer that question for you. It can help you do some of the keyword research. First and foremost, you can say, hey, I'm interested in this topic. What are the related keywords? And it can give you a starting point. You can take a few of those keywords, plug them into your keyword research tool, and then find, you know, what is the most search volume? And say, pick one or two of those and say, hey, ChatGPT, can you give me a list of like five blog posts, like headlines or, or titles or topics or whatever it is? based on this, these keywords that I'm providing. And then literally now in minutes, you could have a, a genuine content strategy for the next three, six, maybe even 12 months, right? Like that's one of the, it's again, it's about scalability. It's about efficiency. And that's one, one really helpful way to use the tool. Taking it a step further, I also think 
once you have those blog topics, right, and you've kind of mapped out how they're related to keywords and you have that information, I talked about this a little bit ago, but the outlines within those blogs, that it's that's where I see on the SEO side the most power. You just, it kind of takes you from point A to point B, again, in seconds. And you can map out an, an, an outline for a 1,500-word article, 2,000-word article, whatever it might be, immediately. And it just gets you to the next step in your workflow, which is editorial writing so much faster. Yeah. And one thing that we haven't talked about yet to kind of build off that is a lot of these tools like Jasper and ChatGPT, they'll remember up to a certain character limit or word count. So if you give it an input, it'll remember, I don't know what the count is, like 20,000 words ago or something like that. So if it spits out an outline and if the outline doesn't make sense for one of the subtopics, you can say, exclude subtopic B, but write about XYZ. So back to the HVAC example, let's say you don't do furnace installations. You could say, don't write about furnace installations. Instead, write about air duct cleaning or something like that. And it'll remove that piece from your outline and just infuse this new topic. So I think that's a key part to remember is just because it gives you one output that you don't like, like let's say 80% of it is, is good. You can go back to it, say, exclude this part and then expand upon it even further, which is really cool. Maybe that's the third operator skill, Ray. So back to the meta skills and to like wrap up based on everything we've said so far. Reskilling, becoming an operator, an AI operator. What does it take? It takes creativity and expanding the types of inputs that you give it, novel applications. It takes deliberate practice on improving the kinds of questions and you need to train yourself as an editor operator. In other words, based on the output, what do you do next to clarify that output and then provide a new input so that you can get the desired result or get closer to it? Yep. And a key way to like flex that and maybe like work that out a little bit is honestly just being goofy with the tools and just giving it inputs to see what it gives you. And then you can be creative and say like, can have it write like limericks or like raps or like, you know what I mean? Like silly things like that. But like from that standpoint, you're seeing what the tool gives you and then you can kind of get creative with it and see what it can actually do for you. So it kind of goes to your board of executives example. Like you can do so many different things with the tool. It's just mind boggling. Yeah. And I'll add on to that too. The more you use it, the more you'll start to see patterns from within these tools and kind of part of this this third out like operator skill set is kind of identifying those patterns and being able to work around them and actually get more out of those patterns. The, specifically, one thing that I've noticed to this point is these tools are really good within a like 50 to 250 character or a word like output. That's like where I think they're the best. Anything beyond that, it gets really formulaic and kind of repetitive. But if you can sort of craft your prompts to think about things in sort of 200 word chunks, you can get a lot value from each use and like each output essentially. One thing I've seen work well in chat GPT specifically is if you give it a prompt and you say, do not repeat key themes previously or something along those lines, it still may kind of do it, but it's not going to go back and like copy paste stuff that you've seen before from yeah. output. So like I've seen that work some of the time. So it's, it's been interesting. Well, guys, we've covered so much ground on this topic already. I feel like we could keep going for hours and, and iterating on what we're saying. But 
I think this is a good time to share with the audience our plan to launch a community. We're launching a community in Q1 called the Profit Squad. And we hope that you will all join this community because in this community, we will share swipe files, tools, checklists. We'll share more content coming out of each and every episode. And related to our very first episode, I think it will be suitable that we provide some more guides related to becoming a better operator of AI tools in 2023. So please check it out. And it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and share this show with your friends. In future episodes, we'll be doing Q&A based on Ask by the Profit Squad. We will be doing further industry breakdowns, and we'll also be doing audits live on the show. So again, guys, just trying to bring you tons of value this year. Thanks for listening to this point, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to us and allows us to help more people and grow the community. Please take a minute right now to subscribe and share this wherever you listen to podcasts and sign up for the Profit Squad at joinprofitsquad.com. This will get you insider access, additional tools and swipe files, and help you elevate your marketing game to the next level. We'll be right back.